G'day, g'day. I'm back home now after my two weeks in Melbourne. Very happy to be back home and really enjoyed my time in Melbourne. The two weeks of Feldenkrais were totally awesome, very intense, uh, also confusing and obscure at times, but really cool. And I'm really excited today because I've just listened to this podcast by um, Paul Saladino. His podcast is called Fundamental Health. Um, and he was interviewing this woman called Sophia Clemens and she belongs to this clinic in Hungary called the International Centre for Medical Nutritional Intervention and there's a Facebook page um, ICMNI. So she was talking about how this clinic began and it began around 2010 and they were treating people by who had chronic diseases and chronic illnesses by putting them on what was then the definition of a paleo diet. And they were having a lot of results and people were improving. However, the people who were not too sick improved a lot. Um, and the people who were quite sick with autoimmune diseases and cancers were either not improving at all or were improving less dramatically. And over the long term, some of the people, all of the people who did improve, reached a certain plateau and didn't improve further. So the people running the clinic began to tweak and experiment and read the research and they basically adjusted the diet based on the biochemistry of the patients they were treating. So they did use research and looked at all the papers, but what they mainly did was take blood tests on all their patients and ask all their patients about their symptoms and measure their performance and various indicators in terms of their physical functioning and periodically do this then make a dietary change then test again then make a dietary change and test again and eventually they reach their new diet which is what they use now for their therapy and it's called the paleo keto diet because it's ketogenic but based well i don't know why they called it that but it's basically an animal-based diet there is there is no plant food in the diet whatsoever however what's key about that is you don't go around just eating steaks all day long um, which is not healthy but what you do do is you make sure you eat organ meats you eat nose to tail you not only eat the muscle meats but you eat um, the the liver, the heart, the brain, the gallbladder, no, not the gallbladder, that's the one thing you don't eat, the thymus, the pancreas, the skin, the feet, broth, those kinds of things. And the other critical thing about this diet, aside from it being nose to tail, is the percentage, the ratio of fat to protein, because it's not healthy to eat an excess of, well, a huge amount of protein. It, uh, well, your body gets rid of it, so it's a waste of um, it's a waste of resources to digest more protein than what you need but also if you're eating um, a lot of protein that protein can get converted into sugar and that will prevent you from um, turning into a fat burner or producing ketone bodies so it wouldn't be a fully ketogenic diet if you had more protein than fat um, it's actually a ratio of roughly two to one in terms of calories, but that's a difficult thing to calculate. Um, but the easier way to look at it is for 100 grams of meat, you want 35 grams of fat. And that's the ratio that they, um, that they recommend. And examples of how it, the difficulty is actually getting enough fat. That's where this diet is tricky because it's very easy to find lots of protein. 
um, and it, there's meat everywhere available, but um, it's always trimmed of its fat. And it's actually quite hard to source uh, the sources of fat that were commonly eaten in the past, such as organ trimmings, e.g. suet, which is the fat that's around the kidneys, um, and traditionally smoked meats, which also contain lots of fat. Now, they need to be traditionally smoked because you don't want them to be filled with nitrates and nitrites, and you also don't want to be, them to be filled with all the other crap that goes into smoked products often. Um, so if it has an ingredient list that's more than three or four items long, it's not really a, a suitable food. And then apart from the fats from those things, there's tallow and lard, duck fat, um, those types of things. So the important things are the ratio is super important of fat to protein. The um, nose to tail side of things and the quality. Definitely 100% it doesn't involve eating um, animals from battery farms or feedlots or intensive farming that were fed genetically modified grains, etc. It's super important for the food to be uncontaminated. Um, and they also get, they get, they gradually get people off all medications because all medications contain um, fillers and binders and lactose and various other things which can cause reactions. I mean, this is to be super, super strict is for people with autoimmune diseases and cancers who are, you know, potentially terminally ill or serious diseases. It's not necessary to be quite as strict with people who are just unwell, perhaps. Um, and no supplements as well, because all the supplements um, contain those binders and fillers, etc. And these, the diet actually contains all the micronutrients required for health. I wasn't aware until I listened to this woman that you get vitamin C from now I can't remember if it was kidneys but it was one of the organs and all the B vitamins so all the vitamins that we think we can only get or I previously thought can only be obtained from plant foods can be obtained from animal foods but only if you are eating organ meats it's not true if you're just eating steak um well, I was just very excited to hear all this stuff. It was very interesting and very new to me. They're curing terminal cancers. They have reversed type 1 diabetes in a number of patients. I'm not sure how many, but that's just unheard of and amazing. This woman's published a lot of research if you want to look her up. Um, and on this diet, the blood sugar of these patients, uh, it goes from 2.5 to 4.5. Now, most of us who are considered normal and not pre-diabetic are five point something. I'm 5.2. I've been 5.6 before. Um, it's definitely not good to have your blood sugar running at that, those sort of levels. I mean, mine's not too bad, but there's people around who've got blood sugars of 5.8, 6.2, who are not quite diabetic. But I mean, it's only a matter of time. And it's still causing damage, metabolic damage, to have your blood sugar running at those levels, regardless of whether you end up with diabetes or not. You're still causing damage to your blood vessels, your retina, etc. Um, and also, after meals, the blood sugar stays more or less the same. It doesn't spike. So it stays between 2.5 and 4.5 the whole time, which is incredibly um, 
calming to the system and non-inflammatory. They also, they exclude dairy uh, on the grounds that, apart from uh, lactose, but not everyone's lactose intolerant, there's casein in dairy, which is a highly antigenic to most people who have an autoimmune disease, if not all. And there are other proteins in there that are also highly antigenic to a lot of people. So I'm not sure how, you know, someone who's not got a major illness would go with dairy. Maybe it's fine, maybe it's not. She seemed to think it was not fine for anybody. Um, anyway, it was all very interesting. If you want to read their blog, it's paleomedicina.com or you can go on their Facebook page. And I've decided to give it a try and I've started today. So I've eaten some blade steak, which I did in the slow cooker for three hours. It was delicious. It was just the blade steak, some spring water and some salt. That's all that was in there. It was very nice. And I've had quite a few cupfuls of bone broth because that's what was in the house when I got home. It wasn't too much. And that's all I've had today. I'm actually not particularly hungry. I might have something for dinner or I might not. And I'm expecting to feel a little bit peculiar and woozy um, in the next week because generally with these changes, especially as I've been having carbs while I was in Melbourne, um, there's going to be a bit of a withdrawal period and a bit of an adaptation period, but that's all good. I'll see how I go. I'll let you know. All right. I hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon.